It goes without saying that BYU's defense was a weakness a year ago. Can the linebacking core, revamped as it was this offseason, really lead a resurgence for BYU on defense? We talk about that with Ben Bywater on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the podcast. And just a reminder that we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports, football and basketball in particular. And a big thank you for all of your guys' support over the past. We're all coming up on five years, by the way, folks. Crazy to think it's been that long. We've been doing this podcast, but it's been a blast all the way around. Now, I am back in my home studio. I promised I would try and get some things figured out. I will admit, uh, we have kind of duct taped and bubble gummed and shoehorned this thing back together. So uh, the, the, the issue is, though, uh, just simply due to the way I'm operating things this evening when I'm recording. This is typically record these the night before I, I publish them. I publish them actually at midnight uh, mountain time. Uh, I will not be able to necessarily do the listener mailbag like I intended today. So apologies for that. I do have the questions that were submitted, and we will get to those hopefully as early as next week at some point. Uh, maybe Monday we'll get to them. I'm going to have to work on a few things over this weekend to get some uh, things squared away with regards to the studio and making sure everything's hunky-dory and back in uh, tip-top shape, I guess the easiest way to say it. So just uh, bear with us on that. But let's dive right in on today's show and get into one of our position previews. And we're going to talk BYU linebackers. Now, the BYU linebacker position, we all know last year, had its high moments, had its low moments, and everywhere in between. That's the thing about this entire defense for BYU in many respects is just did not go according to plan a year ago. As such, BYU made a wholesale change on the defensive side of the football, bringing in a new defensive coordinator in Jay Hill, obviously brought new assistants in alongside him, Sione Pua with the defensive tackles, Kelly Papinga with the edge players, Justin Enna is linebackers coach, and obviously Jay Hill will be coaching up the safeties. But we're talking linebackers today, and this is a position group that at its top, at its peak, it's got very very good talent. The top three, I think, for BYU going into training camp this year are a top three that is, I think, absolutely Big 12 caliber. That would be the guys I consider to be the top three, Ben Bywater, Max Tooley, and A.J. Vong Pachan. Now, obviously, Bywater and Tooley have had absolutely just thrilling moments over the past season or two for BYU, both of them having picked sixes a season ago for BYU, both of them just fantastic players with their ability, with game-breaking ability, with ability to just make plays that completely flip games on their head. They're obviously tackling machines. Ben Bywater has a total career tackle number of 200 right on the head. Had 102 uh, two years ago with 98 last year. He's got 200 on the head. Obviously, Max Tooley has had his moments in a BYU uniform, and the problem has uh, mainly been just staying healthy for a full season. The hope is he can have that this year. They add A.J. Vongpachan to the mix here, and he was a tackling machine, just an absolute stat stuffer at during his time at Utah State. The leader of what was a pretty stingy defense for Utah State a year ago. He comes in and figures to factor in alongside the aforementioned 
Bywater, and Thule to lead BYU's triumvirate at linebackers. I think that's a fantastic top three for BYU linebacker, but the nice part is beyond them. They have a bevy of different body types and talents that BYU can throw out on the football field to benefit this defense. I, I think this defense is very much going to be a multiple-look defense if need be. Jay Hill will always have his uh, base philosophy. That is a 4-3 alignment, maybe a 4-2-5 alignment, depending on what he ultimately opts to do. But the bigger uh, point is that I think BYU's linebacking core is in pretty good shape going into the season, at least with their top guys. Beyond those top guys, like I said, there's quite a bit of talent there. And the best part is there's a ton of bodies at linebacker here as well. You can look at the roster, and I think two guys that stood out in spring camp in particular were the Kafusi Cousins, I believe is what they are. Micah Kafusi, a freshman from uh, Alta High School, and then Ace Kafusi from Hawaii uh, coming to BYU. Those two are long rangy athletes, excuse me. Micah Kafusi, six foot four, two hundred and ten pounds. Whereas Ace Kafusi, six three, two hundred five. They're a little svelte right now in terms of just their overall body weight, and they probably have packed on some weight going in to training camp. But they look very much like the future for BYU a linebacker. They are kind of the archetype of what anybody in this day and age of football wants out of the linebackers: tall, rangy athletes. Yeah, they may not be two hundred and sixty pound behemoths, but they probably play end up playing about two hundred and thirty pounds and can run with any buddy and absolutely play the run in, in in circumstances they are required to do that. The other thing about this is you look at the roster, beyond that even, there is still talent there. Isaiah Glasker had his moments during spring ball for BYU, very much like his body type. He's similar to the Kafusis with just tall, rangy athlete, making the move up from safety, just felt like it was a step slow to really be an effective safety at the FBS level. He's all of six foot five. speaking of Glasker. I think he's a fantastic talent. They list him at 220 pounds, and and then beyond that, you have a number of bodies like a Fisher Jackson, who's just kind of been bouncing around from position to position during his time at BYU. Similar body type to what Isaiah, Isaiah Glasker is at 6'5", 230 pounds. I figure he probably bumps between playing that pass rusher role uh, for BYU off the edge, along with playing linebacker for BYU. But also, you have the capability of using him wherever you need him. He's a kind of a plug-and-play guy at multiple positions just due to the fact that he's got positional versatility, which is a huge, huge key for BYU's potential success this year. The The last thing I want to talk about, and I want to dig in a little more on the strategy, is, is beyond even the guys I've already mentioned, then you have a fantastic freshman core of guys that have transferred or uh, have signed with BYU BYU in the recent past. Obviously, Cialia Serra is a guy that I think could see playing time early on for BYU if he's able to get the get the playbook down during training camp. He was uh, one of the rare guys who did not enroll early at BYU or transfer into the program and actually will be his first action as a Cougar will be during training camp with BYU. He will be similar to Harrison Taggart, obviously the high uh, High potential transfer coming in by way of the University of Oregon, formerly of Corner Canyon High School. Taggart has got all the ability to be a player for BYU down the road, but similar circumstance to a Ciala Acera where he's brand new to the program and will be learning the playbook and out there on the football field for the first time with his teammates during training camp. How quickly can both of them assimilate and figure things out. If they can do it, there's no reason to think that they can't be a part of the mix here for BYU when it comes to finding playing time on the field for themselves, but you've got to prove that early on. The training camp, about the first two weeks really of training camp, are when you have your opportunity to make your impression and really kind of lock down uh, uh, being a part of the rotation. After that, the coaches really are focusing in on what the rotation is going to be, and they start doling out the reps to those higher level players that they think are going to be most impactful for them on the gridiron. You've 
got to have those bodies out there. So BYU, if any of these linebackers that want to uh, kind of establish themselves this season, they got to do it early and often in training camp. But the nice part is, like I said, you've got a clear, I think, top core of linebackers for BYU. You've got a fantastic bevy of uh, uh I call bench talent or you know what I'm trying to depth pieces, what I'm trying to say uh, beyond that. But then you also have some wild cards. I, I mentioned already a guy like Ciala Yacera, also a Harrison Taggart. The biggest wild card in all of this is the name I have not mentioned. And you're probably screaming at your podcast uh, service or on YouTube. You're probably saying, Jake, you got to talk about this guy. Chaz Ayu. Now, Chaz has dealt with so many injuries during his time at BYU. He redshirted a year ago with the whole goal of getting to 100% healthy, with the whole goal of having a senior season that he could go out and enjoy this year. They list him at six foot two, 220 pounds. So he's put on a little bit of the weight uh, that he lost after he moved back to safety, kind of playing that hybrid linebacker role in BYU's previous defense. But this is a kid, speaking of Chaz Ayu, that when he is right, there are not many more dynamic talents on BYU's roster. The problem is... Can you really count on anything from Chaz at this point in his career? I'd love to think that you could get something out of him. And if you do, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Because this is a guy, like I said, when he is right, he is a phenomenal football player, an impact player for BYU on the defensive side of the football. Just the, the issue has been, can you really rely on him to hold up for any significant period of time? I sincerely hope I'm knocking on wood, crossing fingers, uh, doing whatever I need to do to give some good juju his way in the hopes that he will stay fully healthy this year. Because if he does, he absolutely could be a part of the rotation for BYU. He will be a guy that will see playing time if he is right for the Cougars. But the nice part is, like I said, beyond him, there are still plenty of bodies out there, plenty of talented players that I think could help lead a resurgence for BYU on defense. The other reason I think that BYU's linebacking core could lead that resurgence is because there is a renewed belief just in the overall strategy and the overall, I guess, philosophy and direction BYU's defense has taken. We have heard from multiple players this offseason. They felt like certain players quit on their team a year ago. I have heard it from defensive players that just things were not going well and it became drudgery towards the tail end of last season. I can understand that. But I, the one thing I will say, though, is during the bowl game against SMU, after Jay Hill had taken over, now he wasn't necessarily engrossed with the game plan and obviously all that type of stuff, but he was out there talking with the players. You saw a more inspired effort defensively against SMU than you had seen in literally months for BYU, if not all the way back to that Baylor game, their home opener, when they ground out that win over the Bears. It was a slog for BYU for most of the season on defense a year ago, and the linebacking core, along with Everybody else on that defense carries a lot of the responsibility for that. But I saw a renewed effort, a reinvigoration of that defense during the SMU game. At least from my eyes, I was sitting there at Al in Albuquerque watching that game with my own eyes. And I felt like BYU, the defense, uh, came to play. They had a new belief in themselves. That is what BYU kind of got to uh, tip their cap to, or uh, not, not tip their cap to, uh, hang their hat on is what I'm trying to say when it comes to the defense this year. Yes, they may not be a perfect unit of across the board with regards to the defense, the linebacking core here in particular, but the sum total of the parts I think can make up for maybe some of the deficiencies and just the simple fact that they may play harder than they have in quite some time could also make up a lot for BYU. So I really like what this linebacking core has done. They brought in 
key pieces via the transfer portal, signed some very nice talents via the high school ranks, and I think just the overall depth and breadth of this linebacking core lends me to think that they could be a key cog in a resurgent year for BYU's defense. Like I said, it's not going to be perfect this year. I don't expect it to be, but I do expect them to be markedly, markedly better than they were a year ago, and the linebacking core will have a huge part and a huge role to play in that if it actually is going to come to fruition. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we're going to talk with Ben Bywater, one of the guys who's expected to lead that resurgence I've been advocating for here for BYU's defense. Can he pull through? Can he get the job done? Well, he talks with me at Big 12 Media Days about that and a whole lot more. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Now, a word on our friends over at eBay. They've been working for quite a while for a championship team. It's all about making sure that every per- player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. Any of you who have had vehicles or have a vehicle that you know, hey, i got to replace parts on, you know you need to have the right ones. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you're, you can be sure that every part you need fits right at the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check mark to know that your part will fit or your money back. They're, they're putting the money where their mouth is, folks. They're giving you that guarantee. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when it comes to your shopping on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed by our friends at eBay Motors. Motors. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride, my friends. That's eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. But get started today with our friends at ebaymotors.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen today. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the podcast. Uh, like I said, I originally uh, planned to do our listener mailbag on today's show, but uh, still dealing with a few technical glitches, so I just wanted to get the podcast out and not necessarily add too much uh, to it, and I don't want to have too many windows open when I'm doing stuff, so uh, we will get to that next week, so bear with us, and we'll have more for you. But now it's time to hear from Ben Bywater. I had a great, tra- great chat Excuse me, last week with him at Big 12 media days. Uh, he was among the contingent of BYU Cougars out there in Dallas at Ar- in Arlington at AT&T Stadium. Had a great chat about what he wants to accomplish as a BYU linebacker this season, what he thinks the team can do, and just overall how his experience at BYU how his overall experience representing BYU at Big 12 media days was. So without further ado, here you go. Ben Bywater with myself on Locked on Cougars. You playing linebacker, there's been a lot of change on this defense. Jay Hill now leading it. What's it been like working with him so far? Jay Hill's the man. He really is. I I love his energy, the way he attacks every single day. He's one of those guys that you want to play for. You know, if you're running into battle, he's the first guy out. So I'm really excited. He's really knowledgeable about the game, the X's and O's, but also he's a people person. He can get the best out of you. So honestly, Jay Hill's the man. Now, I've had a conversation with other teammates. He said he breaks it down to like the basest of base levels, making sure you guys know exactly why you're doing something. Would yeah. you agree with that assessment? Yeah, so he coaches the safety. So when I'm in there, though, I mean, when, when we have talks with Jay Hill, it's the more holistic, right? Got hey, it. what are you doing off the field, right? How are you handling yourself? What do the, what do the pros do, okay? What are you doing wrong? How can, we, how can we get the best out of you? But, yeah, he. I mean, as far as X's and O's, he's done it at such a high level for yeah. so long. And he was at Weber State, he was at Utah. Yeah. So, I mean, this guy, when I'm I'm in there watching film, he knows exactly what concepts are being ran, why. Mm -hmm. So, I love being around him because my knowledge of the game just gets better. Now, uh, you're a guy, if I'm not mistaken, is it 200 total tackles through two seasons? Yes. So, yeah. Right around that number? Yeah, so 200 through two seasons. Okay, so obviously you have back-to-back 100 tackle seasons roughly. What can you do for an encore this year? 
Man, uh, I, I'm really, I'm extremely confident in my abilities to play the game of football. Um, but yeah, for me, my goal is definitely, you know, three digits okay. or more. So that's, and the way I feel like I can do that is just stealing the edge mentally, right? There's only so many weights you can lift. You know, there's only so many, uh, how fast you can get within yeah. an eight month span. Cause really from January till July is when you're really locked in. So for me, just getting better, just getting better every single day, stacking that 1%. So. Do you relive that uh, pick six against SMU at all? Like, <laughs> low key, I do. Okay. You know, low key, I do. It was a, that was a special moment for me because I felt like I I'd gone through a lot of hardship leading up to that moment. Yeah. And then when that happened, that was just really like, for me, just the testimony builder that you know God's there, He's looking out for me, mm -hmm. and you know like I put the work in and, and things will, things worked out for me. How is the linebacker room looking in your opinion right now? Linebacker room's looking solid. I really like the guys in there right now. These guys are studs. They're working hard. And you know, we got a lot of young guys, right? We got Kafusi brothers, Isaiah Glasker, we got Lucky Finau, we got Fisher Jackson, and we got a lot we got a two transfers coming in. You know, yeah. Sione Moa, he's a, he's a stud and, and AJ Bancutron, I've talked about him before, but two guys that I have a lot of respect for, and then obviously the other boys that have come back that have played. So really looking forward to uh, competing against those guys. And, and playing alongside him. What uh, What are your impressions of AJ so far? I know you haven't been on the practice field with him, but what, you've yeah. seen him probably play at Utah State. Uh, so yeah, I was a fan of him at Utah State. Yeah. I turned on the film, I, go, I was like, okay, I like number 10. You yeah. know, he's a stud. So what I like most about him though, is he's a pro, handles yeah. himself well, he works hard, he does everything right. He's, he's one of those guys you want on your team, in your locker room, because he's going to make you guys better. Uh, you mentioned some of the young guys, the Kafusis in particular. It seems like to me that Coach Hill might have a type of a linebacker. Tall, rangy, and can really run. Yeah. Am I right in that assessment? And that's honestly, I would not say that's just Coach Hill's. Sure, right? yeah, that's that seems, the seems football. The more, yeah, yeah okay. that's, that's how the, the game of football is changing. It's a yeah. passing league. Mm -hmm. You see in the NFL, they want, they want guys that can run, guys yeah. that can cover. And so rarely are you seeing the big 250, 260 guys in the middle. If they're 260 and they can run, then hey, more yeah. power to you. But they are looking for more of that Fred Warner prototype, that rangy, langy, you know, and, and somebody, a guy that can run. Now, is there a player or players that you've kind of modeled your game after in your life? So, yeah, I mean, there's guys who I have a lot of love and respect for. Harvey Longy's one of them. Okay. Sione Takitaki's another one. Those yeah. guys are BYU guys. They've done it at BYU. They're doing it in the NFL, and they've mentored me. So I'm really grateful for those guys. Um, but yeah, I think I, I like taking little bits and pieces of everybody, right? And just making who I am as a player. You know, I think being a, being a, a player, it's, it's, it's cool because you can kind of, you know, create your own player, right? Yeah. How big do you want to be? How fast do you want to be? You can really work hard. And then in August, when you uh, put the pads on, you know, you, you're, you're your own video game character. So, Are you looking forward, by the way, to the NCAA football game coming back at some point? I am, yeah. Okay. Hopefully I'm on it. So. So, sure, I'm sure you're like, hey, yeah. I, I, you want to play as yourself, obviously. I, I would love to, yeah. And if my now, kids could play as me, sure, it'd be awesome. That'd be, that'd be really cool. Now, in terms of your confidence level going into the season, what is your confidence that what this team can accomplish? Yeah, I'm extremely confident. You know, and, and us as a team, right? I, I love my boys. You know, I'm going to go to war with them any day of the week. So I really feel like we've been working hard as a team, and, and I'm working hard personally. So going to battle with these guys, you know, I, I love the boys. And, and when you grind together in the off season, it, it creates that bond, that chemistry that, you know, not everybody can have, right? Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't gain that doing anything else, but then just suffering and going through tough times with your boys, so. Uh, obviously, you guys are in that player-run practice period right now where you guys are in control of how things are going. How have those been? They've been good, yeah, so they've been really good. We've been really just perfecting our craft as far as just technique 
and how we're going about things. And so uh, the whole offense looks good. The defense, I'm excited for these guys. So yeah, man, it's been, it's been a great experience. And I'm trying to do it in an organic way, right? Sure. Trying to be a leader, trying to be somebody that, you know, the young guys feel like they can go to if they need help. So just trying to, you know, it's, it's new for me as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to figure it out just as, just as much as they are. There you go, Ben Bywater, BYU linebacker. Big thank you to him for taking the time. And he's just a fun dude to talk to. You can tell he's got a passion for playing for BYU. He loves being a Cougar, and he wants nothing more than to put together a phenomenal year this year. Now, phenomenal year might be all relative in his mind versus what you expect versus what I expect for the BYU football program. But the one thing about Ben is you can you can guarantee He's absolutely going to play to the whistle. He, he is a guy who is a high-effort player, and that's not a bad thing to have at linebacker. Like I said, he's already got 200 career total tackles. Could he make it three straight years of 100 tackles, give or take, and have 300 career total tackles in just three college football seasons? We're all about to find out. It'll be interesting to see if he can accomplish that feat once again because he has just been a phenomenal, phenomenal representative for BYU when it comes to media stuff like this, but at the same time, a fantastic football player on the field and given his all in so many circumstances for the BYU Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll finish out today's show. Usually we talk about one of the games in the 155-game breakdown, uh, looking back at BYU's 155 games as an independent football program. We got some big news on the basketball front yesterday for both BYU men's and women's basketball. We know who they'll be playing in Big 12 action. We'll break that down here in just a second. Now, a word on our friends over at Perry Homes. They've been working on this for a few months now. The best part is whether you're looking for your first home or ready to upgrade to your dream home, my friends, Perry Homes has a house for you. For 50 years, Utah, Perry Homes is Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They get many communities, home designs, and price points to help meet your needs. They want nothing more than to make sure that you guys feel like you're being taken care of when it comes to your housing options and you guys are exactly where you need to be in what you need to be when it comes to your home. They have beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties. Also, multiple communities in southern Utah and Washington County near St. George. They offer over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories to townhomes as well. And they're offering generous financing incentives right now through their preferred lender to help get you started on the right foot right away. So visit PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's PerryHomesUtah.com to learn more now. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Lockdown Cougars a part of your routine, everybody. Uh, looking forward to the weekend ahead. It's supposed to be really, really hot here along the Wasatch Front. Now, I know it's not like what you, some of you down there in Phoenix and other uh, parts of the country are dealing with. I know Josh, I think you're down, uh, Josh Glenn, I think you're down there in the Valley, 115, 119, whatever it's been in Phoenix. We're going to hit a, close to 105 here along the Wasatch Front, and that is plenty warm for my liking. So uh, stay cool out there. Have some fun. Uh, get in the water. Do something fun this weekend. Hope you guys are all going to have some fun uh, regardless of whatever it might be. But a couple of notes before, before we go on today's show about BYU basketball. Now, obviously in July, there's not a lot of basketball news that we talk about, but we had some news yesterday come by way of the Big 12 Conference. They have revealed the matchups, the pairings for the upcoming season for both BYU men's and women's basketball. Uh, just a quick breakdown. I'm not going to go game by game on this, but I think this is it's becoming real, folks. Think about the matchups the BYU basketball is going to be capable of playing in this conference. On the women's side of things, they have five opponents they will play a home-and-home -home series with. They will go to those schools, and all these schools will come to Provo. For the women's team at BYU, it's Cincinnati, Houston, Iowa State, Kansas, and TCU will have the home-and-home. -home. They will play four games home only against Baylor, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and West Virginia. And then away only, they'll play Kansas State, 
uh, Oklahoma State, Texas, and UCF. Now, Shaylee Gonzalez, obviously the former BYU women's basketball star, is at Texas. Unfortunate she will not make a return trip to Provo, but alas, that's how things stand. On the men's side of things, this is where I think it gets even more exciting. And it's nothing against the women, but the men's basketball slate, this is why tickets are selling like hotcakes for the Marriott Center. I've seen some uh, reports of people saying that the Marriott Center is already filled up its lower bowl and the upper bowl is soon to fill up. It's going to be an absolutely packed house for BYU. And in the home-and-home slate for BYU men's basketball, you have the Baylor Bears, Iowa State Cyclones, Kansas State Wildcats, Oklahoma State Cowboys, and UCF Knights all coming to Provo and also BYU making return trips to those schools. The home schedule for BYU home only will be Houston, who is the number one seed going in to the NCAA tournament last year. You're going to have them in the Marriott Center. Texas, who is no slouch in their own right. TCU, who's had really, really good years. And Cincinnati, whose history suggests they will be a very, very tough opponent. They're all coming to Provo. Now, some of you were disappointed I saw on social media that BYU, amongst their away games only, is their first trip to Allen Fieldhouse out there, the Fog, as they call it, out there in Lawrence, Kansas, to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. The Jayhawks will not make a trip to Provo, but BYU is headed to uh, Kansas. The first time, like I said, since 1971. It'll be a long time time between those trips, but BYU goes to Kansas, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma. This is a really really fun slate of games, folks. I know that you would like to see Kansas come to Provo, and they will at some point in the relatively near future, if not next season, speaking beyond this upcoming season for basketball. But get excited. It is real, folks. These are phenomenal basketball schedules. Done are the days of playing against the West Coast Conference and trying to hype up matchups against the likes of San Diego and Pacific and Portland. It's nothing against those schools, but they were in literal like equivalent of high school gyms when you played games there. This is not that. This is the high level. You get to go to Allen Fieldhouse. You get to go to Baylor. You're going to Texas Tech. You're playing against teams that you have seen for years play on in March Madness on an annual basis. BYU is getting a chance to go to the big time in basketball, and this is so much fun. Now, it's going to require a lot for BYU to be competitive at any significant level, it feels like, against these teams. But the thing about this is you can't become a competitive program against those teams without actually playing them on a game-in and game-out basis. BYU men's and women's basketball very easily could finish near the bottom of their respective conference, both in the Big 12 on both sides, when it comes to the overall conference record and still be a markedly improved squad for both the men's and women's team than they were a year ago in the West Coast Conference. The level of difficulty, the strength of schedule, the overall talent base that's in the Big 12 Conference on both the men's and women's basketball side of things is just it's night and day different than it was in the West Coast Conference. I'm excited for this. I don't necessarily have high expectations for these teams. I'm just more excited, similar to BYU football, the fact that BYU's finally at this level. So enjoy it. it like I said, it, it may not be pretty. There are going to be some nights where you're going to be very frustrated with how BYU might be performing. But understand, there's a building process, even more than BYU football when it comes to the basketball side of things. And hey, if BYU comes out and stuns everybody and is more competitive than we all thought, then enjoy that at the same time. But just, just enjoy the ride here, folks. This is really, really fun to look at these games and know that the likes of Baylor and Houston 
Uh, those two excite me more than most. Coming to Provo, a trip to Allen Fieldhouse. I may have to make an, a second trip to Kansas uh, this winter slash fall. I'm, I'm going to the Kansas BYU game for football. I may have to make a second trip to Kansas City and drive over to Lawrence in the dead of winter uh, to watch BYU take on Kansas in basketball. Now, they get, may get absolutely shellacked uh, there at Allen Fieldhouse, but the fact that BYU is playing there, that in and of itself might be worth the trip. So, Fun times all the way around for BYU basketball. I'm looking forward to it, and obviously we'll have more on this as the actual schedule gets set, dates, times, and the like. Those have not been announced quite yet. All right, so there you go. That is your Friday edition of the podcast. We made it through without any major technical glitches. Thumbs up. That's, that means that we got it. Like I said, we, we had to duct tape and bubble gum this thing together. We'll do some more uh, testing of things over the weekend, get things situated, and we should be back up to full capacity, uh, full operating procedure uh, by early next week. But nonetheless, hope you guys are all doing well out there wherever you're tuning in from. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, and hope you guys have a phenomenal weekend. Thank you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.